My novel Finding Home is available for purchase on February 20th in everywhere that books are sold. One reader called it a spiritual experience embedded in pure drama. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. Tell a fantastic story, but reveal all the layers of spiritual truth that were in the prodigal son parable when Jesus told it. But we miss it with our Western eyes. You will be amazed at the Father's incredible love for you. You can find out more on my website, susankamacias.com backslash finding dash home. Welcome to episode 45 of the We're Not Done Yet podcast, and I have a special treat for you today. I can't wait to share with you my very first interview. Allison Weeks is going to bring us not only vision for our own homemaking in these years, but how we in this season of life can answer God's call in new and exciting ways. Take a listen. I'm so glad you found the We're Not Done Yet podcast, a special place for emptiness moms who are trying to find out what Jesus wants them to do next. I'm Susan Macias, author of the book, Unceasing, A Parent's Guide to Conquer Worry and Pray with Power, and the devotional, 31 Days Praying for My Daughter. Sister, the Lord places special calls on this emptiness stage of our life. So let's help each other figure out what to do next, because we're not done yet. So glad you're here today for the We're Not Done Yet podcast. Today, I am welcoming Allison Weeks. She is a friend. We were homeschoolers at the same time. She's been a homemaker for over 28 years and married to her best friend, Nate, and they have four kids. Um, She now is enjoying the empty nest with all of its blessings and challenges, still loves to cook and serve her family. She loves to read. She's a music lover and amateur artist. And she's using these empty nest years in new ways. And that's why I wanted to have her on to give us some ideas of ways we can serve the Lord in our empty nest years. We'll be talking later about her new podcast, The Art of Home. So welcome, Allison. Thank you. Good to be here. So glad you are here. Glad you could join us. And we want to talk today about your experience in the empty nest years. How did you find that? What was, did you struggle with your kids leaving home? Well, yes. Um, and I'm so grateful that they didn't all leave at the same time. So it was a process <laughs> that I was able to get used to. I think probably, and you know, I just, my, my last, my fourth one just graduated high school last week, actually. So I'm officially, officially an empty nester. And I think the biggest struggle has been entrusting them to the Lord that he's got them, um, that I did my job to the best of my ability, um, that he has a plan for them. And even if they take a long, long detour around and away from his plan, he's going to bring them back. And um, I can trust him with my kids. And then of course, second guessing, did I do enough? Was I there enough? You know, all of those things. I think that was probably been the biggest struggle in sending my kids out into the world. Yes, it is sort of a end of a job and you Mm -hmm. look back on it and go, well, okay, now I'm done. Now I got to move on. So what were some of the blessings that you've experienced in this season? Oh gosh, Um, time, time. And this is, is actually a, it's a blessing and it's somewhat of a burden. I have a wealth of time. This is, you know, when you have four kids at home and especially homeschooling and you just don't have enough time. And I had to intentionally carve out some margins so that I wasn't overwhelmed. Now I am time rich and I just want to make sure that I'm using that time well. 
um, that I'm using this resource that he's blessed me with for his glory. Uh, cause it would be really easy to fall into, you know, well, I have all this extra time. I could just, I could waste time. I could waste some time and I don't want to do that, but I also don't want to busy myself with all kinds of things just to fill the time. Um, I want to make sure that I'm still being very purposeful in how I use this time that he's given me. Yes, it is. It's a whole new uh, decision-making matrix, isn't it? Of figuring mm-hmm. oh, out yeah. where all that's going to go. Yeah. So in these emptiness years, you have found a new calling and you have a new a new thing that you have started. Tell us about mm-hmm. your podcast. Yes. So my podcast is called The Art of Home, How Homemakers Cultivate a Place to Belong. And um, basically what I do is I interview homemakers and I ask them to tell me their story, their story of home. When did they start homemaking? Uh, What was their learning curve like? What were their challenges? What were their triumphs and achievements? Um, I just want to hear their unique stories because I think it's important to highlight that. I think that um, the home and the family, I mean, we know has been under attack really for all of time, Um, but particularly in the culture that we're in right now, I just feel like there's so many loud voices telling women, especially that home isn't really all that important. It's not worthy. It's not something that is really worth spending your time on. It's demeaning to do housework and all that kind of stuff. What I'm trying to do is show that um, keeping a home is like an art. It's, It's bringing beauty into the lives of the people around you and it's worth investing in. Yes, it's hard work and yes, it can be um, monotonous, but it's so worth it because you are laying down your life to serve others. And that's what Jesus did. So I want to highlight the stories of women who have dedicated their lives, kind of the, the silent heroes in the background, and then just put it, put it out there in the world and, you know, see how other women will be encouraged by that. Yeah, it's, um, it was fun. You um, interviewed me and I had mm-hmm. a great time talking about it. It was fun to be able to step back and look back and talk about it because mm-hmm. when you're in the middle of it, it's right. hard to sometimes see what the right. value is, or you wonder if you're doing anything mm-hmm. and um, it's, it's not really seen a lot of times all the yeah. work you're putting in. And so for me, it was great to step back and, and be able to, to look and go, wow, that those were a lot of great things that happened through those mm-hmm. years. Um, but it wasn't visible when it's right up in front of your nose. And oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Such a good lesson and a good message for young moms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Young and even empty nest moms. I mean, moms of all stages have responded to the podcast and, and given feedback and said, yeah, you know, it's this is ministering to me in a way that I didn't expect. So that's been really cool. And that's really what it's about. I'm hoping to encourage women who listen to, because this was born out of an idea that, <clears throat> excuse me, um, a few generations ago, if you wanted to know something, if you wanted to be mentored by an older woman, she was right down the street, probably your mom, your aunt, your, your sister. Um, but with technology and we move so far away from one another now, we don't have that same support group of women that we know. And we have to be way more intentional about reaching out and finding those ladies that we can kind of sit under their mentorship and sit under their example and, and pick their brains and find out all the things that we would want to find out and learn from them. We don't necessarily have access to that. So this is one way that women can be encouraged. But what we always do is encourage them to find those other ladies with skin on, you know, in person, make those connections in person. Like that's just one option 
but that's just the beginning is listening to the podcast. Take that idea and and flesh it, like live it out in your community and the lady who lives down the street or the young mom in your um, church group, whatever. Yeah. I think that's so great because in our social media world and in all of our, mm-hmm. and there's a great surge of even homemaking shows of redoing your home or making these great meals. I right. think that a false sense of what is normal and what you should be able to do mm-hmm. is is portrayed to young moms. And a lot of days are just messy days. Oh, yeah. um, my grandkids come to play and there's toys strewn around. And I think, oh, this was why my house was so messy all those uh-huh. years with the little kids. And I'm not sure that they're really getting those messages. Um, we can clean up or take a picture shooting the camera the other way and nobody oh, sure. sees all the messiness of it. The beauty, right. there's beauty in the messiness and really, there is. Sure that message gets out. So as you talk to young women about homemaking is I'm assuming this is, you know, allowed some conversations to come up for you. Mm-hmm. What do you hear that they're struggling with these days? I really think that they're struggling with like what you just said, um, sort of these false expectations, whether it's something that they've placed upon themselves or they feel like society places upon them because, you know, the generation of young moms right now, that's, this is a generation that they, all their lives have had access to like phones and iPads and social media has always been a thing for the most part in their lives. And so this idea of comparison, I think is a big trap for them. Um, And feeling like, you know, as I said before, instilling in them this idea that this is worthy work, you know, being in the home and being that's your main occupation is caring for your home and your family. That's enough. That's Mm -hmm. more than enough. And it is God honoring work. And I just think they, they need to hear that. And that's the need that I would say as an older woman, I just want to continually be speaking that into them. Um, Probably also the need that they have of, of feeling like, they can do it all too. Because I know there's a lot of young moms who are feeling like, well, if I'm going to stay home, I better also open up an Etsy shop or, (laughs) you know, have some side gig and maybe they need to financially. I would, I would challenge them on that because um, I've had so many of the ladies on the podcast talk about how, you know, when they made that decision to finally come home, because many of them worked for a little bit in the beginning and they realized how hard that was going to be and how financially taxing it actually was to try to make that work. Sometimes it was, you know, equally or less expensive to stay home with the kids. Um, but anyway, just helping them to understand that the occupation of home and keeping a home is more than enough. And it's a great and worthy occupation. Yes, I so agree. So thinking back to your own homemaking journey, um, can you think of a time where you had no idea what you were doing and how how did you navigate that? Oh my gosh. Yes. Often, (laughs) often I had no idea what I was doing. I remember um, bringing my, well, okay. So let me go back a little bit. When I was first married, we were very young. We got married 18 and 19 and we were still in college. And so uh, we went off on our honeymoon and I remember my husband just being like, well, um, you know, maybe we could get something to eat. Maybe we could cook something. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. You know, I was clueless. I didn't like, Oh, I'm supposed to do that. You know? So he cooked us our first dinner and I had so much to learn, but I just, we weren't like into cooking and it's not something I learned. I knew how to heat things up in the microwave. You know, that was great. Um, but anyway, so I think that the hardest thing though, was bringing my daughter home, my oldest, um, and just feeling like 
are you really going to give me this little person? And the nurse hands her over and, and puts it, puts her in the car seat. And you're supposed to take this little human home and take care of this person. I don't, I just felt so overwhelmed by that. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. It is a scary thing driving mm-hmm. away from the hospital with the first one. And it's like, do you have a manual for this? Because, I know. you know, this is a lot, it's a whole person and, and they're respond. They're like totally dependent on us. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it was great because, um, both my mom and my mother-in-law were able to step in and come in and help. Um, actually, you know, when I had babies, my mom would always come for like a couple of weeks and help out. She was in a different Mm -hmm. town, but she would come in and help out. So that was great to help, you know, learn from her. And, um, and then I remember reaching out to older ladies at my church when I felt overwhelmed with things, when I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I, I had to be brave because I never lived in the same town as my mom. I was usually pretty far away from her. So I had to go and seek those relationships out um, and say, Hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Can you help me with this? Yes. Okay. So have you had to be brave to start your podcast? Did you find that to be Mm. a big, um, a big step? It was a huge step. I am a creative. I love to do creative things. I love to learn how to do new things. Um, But this was like, the Moby Dick. I mean, it was just <laughs> overwhelming. Um, I saw some other friends doing brave things, what I consider to be really brave things. I saw you starting your podcast about a year before me. And I thought, you know what? I could do that too. So I prayed about it. I talked to my counselor for months about it. And she was actually um, really integral, integral in pushing me along because she said, Allison, you can dream and make visions and, and have wonderful goals. Cause I said, I've got like six seasons planned out in my head. And she said, that's wonderful, but you have to do the first episode. Isn't or it? You, true? Have, you have to so. sign up for the thing. You know, you have to do the first thing. And so I was really grateful for her and for my husband and some other people who were holding me accountable. Um, and if I could give your listeners any advice, to, to, if you're looking at something scary that the Lord is calling you to do, that's totally different and seems overwhelming. Tell somebody you trust what your dream is right now and what you think he's calling you to do. And just start there and ask them to pray with you about it and ask them to ask you about it, um, you know, in a week or so and, mm-hmm. and say, how's that going? What is God telling you? Are you moving forward with that, you know, and holding you accountable? To, to do the next thing, to get the ball rolling. Yes. So what was the major thing you had to overcome to make it happen? Was it, you know, which category was it the technology? Was it the fear? Was it getting preparation? Which mm-hmm. one was the biggest hurdle for you? I think, um, I mean, the technology was a really big hurdle, uh, because I had to learn a whole new, I just, I didn't even have any of those skills. So, um, I had to learn all sorts of new things, but like I said, I'm a learner. I love to learn new things, but I think the older you get, the more, the scarier technology can be. So that was a little daunting. Um, but fortunately there's YouTube and all sorts of wonderful things out there that can help us along, but that was a really big one. And then just the fear of, for me personally, it was, am I going to follow through? Am I going to keep going? And, you know, thinking like I had to have it all planned out and be committed to five years. No, I feel, I feel like the Lord was saying, just start, just start. I made a commitment to do it for one year. Um, I figured out that for me, it was going to work to do a certain number of episodes because I 
worked out a schedule in my mind that I thought would be a reasonable, something I could accomplish that wasn't going to be overwhelming. I release episodes every other Wednesday and I do six episodes a season and I'm doing four seasons. So that was a reachable goal for me. Um, it wasn't too much. It wasn't too little. And so, um, and that's all I'm committed to right now. I'm excited about 2022 and I have ideas and I hope the Lord will continue to lead me down that road, but he might tell me, you know, okay, we're done. I don't know. I'm holding it very loosely, which is something that he's teaching me, um, in this season of life is open-handedness. Open-handedness. Absolutely. <laughs> that is such a big thing. You know, I, mm-hmm. I get struck by scripture tells us to like Jesus talking to his disciples and then, you know, through telling us as we're reading scripture to go, mm-hmm. but it doesn't always say what to do. It just, just right. to go, to go yeah. and on the way you get to find out what to do. So mm-hmm. how do you, how are you staying motivated to keep going? What motivates you to continue the podcasting process? Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm, I'm a podcast junkie. I have been for years. Um, and so I, th- I think that's part of the allure of why I ended up doing this. And so that's inspiring to me, just listening to what other people are doing. Um, I have to check myself and not do any kind of comparison there in a bad way. You know, don't compare and think, oh, well, they're so much more popular than I am. That's because that's not what it's about. Um, so I listen to other podcasts. I um, I talk to moms. I I read. I read so many books. Um, just about home, and I'm really fascinated with sort of the history of. Um, women, and I'll talk about this in a minute when you ask me about books, but just sort of where we are in the church and where we are in our nation, um, as far as home and family and the roles of women, because this is a huge issue in our culture right now. It's our culture, of course, is trying to totally dismantle gender gender completely, you know, so we have a unique opportunity right now in the church to stand up and, and be a voice of truth and say, no, this is what it means to be a woman. And, um, I feel like that's a huge part of what I'm doing in this, um, in this project, the podcast project. Yeah, that's amazing. I love your snippets of old homemaking advice that you Mm -hmm. give in your podcast. Those are so fun to listen to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're really interesting. There's some really weird ones in these books. Most of these books are from um, the 1800s, early to mid 1800s. And they, I mean, of course, there was so much more to do um, in homemaking back then because they didn't have the freedom of, you know, turning on the dishwasher and putting in the, uh, the load of laundry. So there's a lot more to it, uh, back in those days. And there was some weird stuff in there, but there's still some really good tips as well. There are, there are, they're fun. Okay. So I'm hoping that our conversation sparks, um, another woman with an Mm -hmm. idea of a place where Jesus could use her. You know, we, Mm -hmm. the whole goal is to hear a second life calling and to follow the Lord wherever he tells us to go. So do Mm -hmm. you observe any needs that, that need to be met around us that, that you would give as ideas for women to think about or pray about? Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's a huge need for just women to be mentoring other women. Like I said already, that's something that we're always encouraging the listeners of the podcast to seek out those women. If you're a young woman listening, seek out a woman who you can sit under her, you know, uh, benefit from her wisdom and her experience. If you're an older woman listening, seek out those younger women that you can, you know, minister to, give them a break, like help them run, run errands and get their groceries, you know, just whatever. Remember, bring your mind back to what it was like when you were in their shoes and ask the Lord, how can I be helpful to these women, to encourage them to keep walking this walk with Jesus. But I also think there's a huge need for um, 
we have a big problem of biblical illiteracy in the church right now. And um, I think if there's any woman out there listening that thinks, oh gosh, you know, I love to read the Bible. I, I've studied it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I would just encourage that woman to come alongside another woman and disciple her in the word. You know, what does it mean to read the word? How can we read it um, effectively and responsibly and correctly? Um, because there's just, it's so needed. Um, I could yeah. not agree more with that. Absolutely. Amen. It it really is such mm-hmm. a need in finding ways to do that creatively. I'm sure the Lord would give us creative ideas of how mm-hmm. we can do that. We ask him. So one of the things I think that um, we have at our stage of life is um, just experiences, both good and bad, that mm-hmm. um, we've learned about the Lord. How How is your past years um, help you follow the Lord now in where he's calling you to, to minister and speak? Well, in the past, so as a young mom, um, as a young wife and a, and a young mom, I really struggled a lot with that decision to stay home or not to stay home. Um, I was actually still in college uh, when our daughter was born. I had taken a semester off because I was kind of floundering, didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then I ended up getting pregnant with our daughter. And um, so anyway, I just, I really had a hard time coming to terms with my roles as far as a wife, a mom, a daughter, understanding that those are roles. They don't define who I am. Um, Jesus defines who I am. My identity is is solid in Christ. And therefore the roles, I, I can, again, hold that out with an open hand. And if he tells me to go here or go here or take on this role or this role, I can do that willingly without wondering how that adds to my identity and makes me a complete person. I'm not looking, and I still, you know, I still struggle with this, but I, I had to learn that lesson of I'm not going to get my fulfillment out of a particular role because my fulfillment comes from Christ. And therefore, if the world was telling me, which they were, this was in, this was in the late nineties, the world is over here telling me, oh, you're wasting your time staying home. You know, what a waste you've, you need to go back and finish your education and you need, you know, you're wasting brain cells, staying home, taking care of this kid. I could ignore that because I knew that my identity didn't lie in that role. My identity was in Jesus. And so that is something that I've actually had to relearn as an empty nester, because when my kids started leaving, I had to ask myself the question, well, now what am I? Am I still a homemaker? I don't have any kids at home. You know, I spend a lot of my day, it's just me because my husband still goes off to a job. And so I think, well, okay, again, I have to ask myself, where's my identity? My identity is in Jesus. And so as a empty nester, I think that can be a real pitfall for us. And, and that's something that is spurred me on again to do this ministry and um to just continue to highlight that homemaking is a valuable occupation that we could do for the rest of our lives whether we have children at home or not because it's all about like our tagline says cultivating a place for people to belong and those people that he's having my people right now are spread out but they still come home occasionally but there's other people he's bringing into my life there's neighbors there's friends there's church community group members. There's all sorts of ways that I can create an environment of home and welcome for people. Um, and that, you know, and I can do that wherever I go actually. So anyway, did that answer your question? Yes, it did. That was perfect. So think ahead 20 years. What do you mm-hmm. hope you've accomplished by then? Hmm. I hope I've accomplished 
um, faithfulness to just little steps of obedience. Um, I love that there's a quote, oh gosh, I think it's Eugene Peterson, maybe that, that talks about faithful plotting or obedience is, you know, um, what is it? Obedience is faith. Faithful plotting in a long direction for a long, yeah, a long obedience in the same direction, a long obedience in the same direction. That's it. That's it. That's it. (laughs) And it's, it's that it's that daily just saying, okay, you know, I'm going to be faithful today and what you've given me today. And I, I think in 20 years, if I can look back and say, I did that, I will be, I'll be happy. Yes. Perfect. Okay. So two questions I like to Mm -hmm. ask just quick questions. Um, the first one is what habit or practice helps you keep moving forward with the Lord? Well, um, every day, uh, I do get into the word, um, or that is my goal. I would do it most days. Um, so I usually read through the Bible in a year in some form or fashion. And this year I'm doing a RMM plan, which is the Robert Murray McShane McShane reading plan. Um, it's a great plan. It, it's kind of intense. It has you reading through four different places every day, but I like that because it keeps things interesting. Um, so I do that and I pray when I walk. So that's a two for one. There you <laughs> it go. Gets me, it gets me out there walking. And then I talk to the Lord when I'm out there walking. And then just recently I've started um, memorizing some scripture, which is something like large passages, which is something I've never done. That's so good. Okay. And then what book would you recommend to my listeners? Well, right now, I mean, I could go on and on and on tons and tons, um, study the character of God. Okay. And a great resource for that is the Jen Wilkin has two books on that. None like him and in his image. Um, and I just read for the second time, a book called Eve in exile by Rebecca Merkel. Um, it's intense. It's a little bit in your face and it's a little bit snarky, but it is an excellent um, history of feminism and how it's wormed its way into our culture and dismantled our culture. And then what we as Christian women can do um, to sort of stand up and be a different voice. And um, she really emphasizes the importance of home. So of course it it spoke to me because it talks a lot about homemaking and, and how it's valuable and important, but it's an excellent book. I highly recommend it. That sounds so interesting. I hadn't heard of that one. Definitely check that out. All right, Allison, I'm so grateful that you have come and shared your time with us. Uh, Let the listeners know where they can find you. You can find us at um, www.theartofhomepodcast.com. Perfect. And it's on all the podcast places. I will Mm -hmm. have links on the show notes for this podcast of where you can find her and the books that she mentioned and Mm -hmm. a link to our interview um, because that was fun. Allison, thank you so much for spending your time here. It's been great. Thank you, Susan. It was an honor. Thanks for joining me today. Check out my website, susankmacias.com to find more encouragement and to be empowered toward taking your next step. Connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at Susan K. Macias. If you enjoyed the podcast, would you please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or whatever platform you listen on. Subscribe and share it with a friend who needs some encouragement to pursue God's call. And what about you? What's Jesus calling you to do? Be brave. Take a baby step. Do the next thing. Because you're not done yet. 